Welcome to Chatterbox Cup Podcast, where we talk about all things audio, voiceovers, and much more. I'm your host, Yulia Stancheva. This show is all about creating compelling videos for online and TV advertising, from concept to delivery and everything in between. And I have on board to help me go through all these steps a fantastic guest, Paddy O'Sullivan from Malt Films, a video and animation specialist who has been working in the advertising industry for 15 years. Hi, Paddy. Welcome to our show. I know that at Malt Films, you're a content and production specialist who create bespoke videos and animated stories. Yes, we do. So when it comes to advertising, uh, whether it is online or on TV, you know how to tap directly into the immersive and emotional viewing experience of uh, the viewers. To achieve that, I'm sure that you would agree, you need to build a compelling video story. So what does it take to create a compelling content? and turn it into a visually stunning and memorable advertising. Um, saying it like that, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a task. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would always say to make any kind of form of communication, um, be it an advert, a radio ad, a print, or, you know, um, a piece of communication that sits online, you know, be it like social media or a B2B point of view, you really have to understand who you're talking to, why you are making the piece of advertisement um, at the start. So like, what is your problem or what are you trying to get the audience to do? You need to do a lot of groundwork on trying to understand all those different points. Oh, completely. Yeah. Once you have a clear idea of your target audience, then you would know what would be really compelling for that audience. Completely. Otherwise, you're just creating noise. You're just creating, <laughs> like, you're you're putting a lot of money into something that just looks pretty, really. You know what I mean? We say it sometimes. You can spend a lot of money making a piece of poo look good, but at, at the end of the day, it's a piece of poo. You are always better off doing the groundwork, as you just said there, um, and understanding why you're doing it, who you're talking to, and that will always give the creatives um, knowledge and insight into um, what's going to work best and how best to communicate this in a way that's going to engage people and get the action that you want to do. And I know it sounds easy, but there are a lot of people that don't do that. They get hung up in kind of the glitz and glam of the world and then just like a oh, great um. I get to make a TV ad or a radio or an online ad. And then you're like, yeah, of course, enjoy it. And, and, but be smart about it. And because the smarter you are about it, the, the better return you're going to get, the better you're going to look at the end of the day. You need to have a sight of the bigger picture, as you already mentioned too. You need to know, well, your client's brand, what are they, campaigns, objective and goals. And all of this will help you create a different intelligent and creative approach that is right for the different audiences. No approach to any brief should be the same. You know what I mean? Because you because the problem is never going to be the same and your audiences are always going to be slightly different. So you can't always have an emotional story for every client yes. and for every brief because it's not you know, going to work. That's, yeah. It's not going to work. Exactly. Um, but what we do then is just, it just, you're just being able to go down to the core of what's the objective, what's the purpose and what's your proposition, you know, what are you trying to elicit from your audience? And, and that has a massive effect on how you tell that story. It's the insights that you 
get from that um, journey at the start of the process. And it's from that that you can understand and, and see what is the best medium to use, what is the best tone to adopt um what's the great what's the best discipline and i mean by that like is it live action is it like a little drama uh, comedy um animation uh, or a mixture of everything that's in there that will attract your audience to your message to get them to do something that you want them to do uh, different ad campaigns and formats will require a different tone Oh, completely. Yeah, definitely. Well, we know that commercials are short. In a very short period of time, you have to deliver your message and tell your story in a powerful, compelling way and ensure that you have achieved your goal, whether it is to make the brand stand out or create excitement around a new concept, um, sell an idea, product, a service. And most importantly, make sure that it sticks to people's minds. And it has to be memorable for the good reasons. I know some advertisers are going for the quirky and conventional, and some of them even cross the line with their controversial adverts, Uh, like Dove uh, Body Wash. The brand chose to portray a black woman removing her top and turning into a white woman after using the product, which was shortly pulled out of air. Yeah, but I don't think that was a creative concept. I think that was something in which they missed here to be fair to the creative and maybe the client in that. that I think no person would go and try to do that because the, uh, the advertising standards and that would just would not allow that you know there, there are layers within there so um respectfully i i do think that was something that was maybe missed towards all layers um in that organization um and it wasn't until i went in into the public domain that the public kind of held them to account and went this isn't right i think i know what you're on about though in terms of your question and and um i think who does it really well is here patty power marketing uh, person is isn't even called um a marketing person they're the she chief of mischief if i'm right and giving them that um she title and their whole ethos is to disrupt but to be playful because their brand is playful um so their her controversialness inverted commas is all about her tongue-in-cheek because that is who their brand is um and i think that can be very clever because it becomes expected of that brand um and they do it so so well and they also kind of hold a mirror up to society and use that in a very powerful way for for example like they were one of the first kind of brands to get behind uh, the rainbow laces um which was for uh, the lgbt kind of sports and they were one of the main advertisers to kind of get behind that. And then it was it was received so well within the mass sporting that any obstacles um, in which, you know, the LGBT community faced or were facing to kind of help that community have a better experience within her football, we say, and, and sports in general, what um paddy powers support to the rainbow laces was was able to do was just kind of say to the masses like yeah these people are just as equal as you and we need to champion them and it was really well adopted and um is still a success today i really like the fact that uh, um advertising has gone to the next level it's not 
all about advertising your brand or product. But also we see that um, brands are now trying to be socially engaging mm. in their campaigns. True, but I think they have to be relevant uh, and be allowed yes. to be in that space. I think those that aren't, if they suddenly just were to launch it into some kind of social issue responsibility, people will be like, well, why are you here? Like, I, you've just been talking about price for so long. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this doesn't feel right. So when tackling trendy hot topics like cancel culture, mm. Me Too movement, diversity, inclusivity, is it okay to cross the line in this uh, race for competing to gain and retain the viewer's attention? I think it is if you have the right story to tell. Without that, your audience won't give you uh, the permission to be able to be in that space and reward you with their purchase of the product, like of your piece of communication or share of it. It's okay to be provocative, bold and dramatic with your advert. You have to have the right, you know, you have to have the authority to be in that space. So you have to earn it. Hmm. How do you earn that? There's no magic bullet. You have to slowly build up your brand and your brand presence and your brand, her proposition. Um, and it harps back to what we were saying before, to make a great ad, you need to be able to understand your audience. You have to understand where you fit within the mindset of uh, the customer. Coming back to what your other point as yeah, well, in terms yeah. of Dove, um, I think they've been very good um, being able to address some real emotional her messaging around you know self-esteem um self-worth and their advertisements okay, totally rely on insights in into what their audience feel and what they've gone through i think they're probably one of the strongest to be in that space um, and have done so so well music sound effects and voiceover have also a significant impact on uh, the feel of any visual advertising, whether it's for TV or online campaigns. So casting the right voice talent to deliver the message is crucial for any commercial. A voice can make or break the ad. Oh, you're completely right there. I mean, you definitely need to have the right... It, it, it sets the tone. A voice over and a music sets the tone and they can either make or break it. You know I mean... Um, to be able to find that voice, you you need to give your her voiceover talent agent, you know, a good brief. Let them understand what it is you're trying to achieve. Fiverr and that um, are, are interesting new platforms where voiceovers are there. But I find that sometimes the talent that'll be on there, are, they're very good at doing one thing. But when you want to bring in nuance and performance and things like that, that can be harder. That's where professional voiceovers who work as performers as well can do very well. And that's where um, I think a lot of agents kind of really come in, come into play. A really good agent will be able to find good talent and be able to offer them up knowing that they'll be able to adapt and mold. Yeah. And the voice is just one of the many ingredients. As an overall, you need to have an excellent creative team on your site. Oh, completely. Yeah. Like if you're not going to work with the talent that's in the room, that's just very hard. It's just um, you need to be open to kind of have 
to work with them, make them feel at ease, know that, that, that they're as important as, as anything else. And yeah, listen to them if they've any, any points that which they want to give, um, because they can help solve problems that maybe you didn't see within the script or the client hasn't seen in the script. Um, to be honest with you, I always find it a really enjoyable experience to work with great talent um, in a studio and have a good her sound engineer her she beside you who's who's able to give you guidance as well and um yeah it can be can be great fun <laughs> it's a teamwork <laughs> definitely yeah well that's just how i operate as well i always find that is you will get the most out of it like it is your creative vision at the end of the day but you're bringing other people along with you allowing them to help having a winning and original idea is the backbone of any compelling video art. And you as content specialists, do you produce the idea and the content for your clients? Oh yeah, completely. Yeah, we like sometimes you're only given a one-line brief um, and there's nothing wrong with that because I always say to any um, uh, brand that kind of, or client that comes to us is don't be afraid to bring us along and the whole process and help, we can help you create the brief. It's great that you're also engaging your clients into that process. And I guess that's the only way to achieve that um, great chemistry, yeah. <laughs> to be able to get inspired and produce the content that uh, would really achieve the goals. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Because... At the end of the day, you know what I mean? Everybody wants to make great work and everybody wants to see, you know, the people in which they work with succeed. And from our point of view, you know, from a business point of view, it, it means that client's going to come back to us. And producing a simple idea that fits within a budget and looks mm. fantastic, it's not an easy job. No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not, but it's a great challenge. Um, and I've never met somebody that's not felt her privilege to be able to work in this world because it is fun. It is so much fun. It's um, it, it can be stressful, but the stress I think comes from just working in uh, the unknown and as you grow in your career, you grow in experience and you grow in confidence. Can I ask you, how do you get inspiration to create those original ideas that, uh, you know, shouldn't repeat itself <laughs> from one client to another, from one campaign to another? Oh, so you have yeah. to have like an endless <laughs> flow of creativity. Your imagination has to be always switched on. Oh, completely. But I think you kind of have to be that kind of person to kind of be a creative in a room. You do... You do need to sit outside at the normal. You have to push yourself and always look at it from a different point of view. I've trained with some amazing um, creative um, that have won can lines you know what I mean, and are the pinnacle of their careers. And it was always amazing to see that they were never afraid to put forward something that was different, that might frighten the client, that might, because it, because it was new, it was outside of what they're known or, um, or or what they've seen before. And to be able to do that, you know, and I think A, you do need to have that kind of her born with it, being able to see something in a different angle to mm. somebody else. To think um, of out of the box. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and it's a mindset. Um but you do also have to be open and, and learn, you know, so when you're looking at something, you're kind of like, there's the inquisitive mind of like, oh, I wonder why they did that. And then you kind of back engineer it to be able to understand, you know, what was the strategy behind it? 
know, why do they do that? Like, or how is that achieved? Um, and who do they work with to be able to achieve that? Do you think that you are born to be creative or this is something that uh, you can learn and that, that can be taught? I think everybody has a creative spark within them, but you have to, like anything, you have to practice it to be able to hone it. And there are some people where it comes to them more naturally than others. So I would say to answer your question, a little bit of both. A little bit of both, yeah. Ninety-eight <laughs> yeah. percent um, hard work and only two percent talent. Apparently, this is the formula for success. Yeah, yeah. If you don't work at it, you know what I mean. You're, you're. Well, yeah. You're just not going to do very well. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep honing your skill, I guess, throughout all these years working on different projects has given you a lot of insight of different yeah. um, areas. Completely. Take yourself out of your comfort zone of what is normal or like, like what we don't like doing. We, we hate the word it'll do. Hmm. That's not what we're known for. And that's not what we like to do. Like no one wants to be involved in the project where it'll do. Hmm. You, you always want to do your best and, and make it as good as it can be. Yeah. Would you be able to share with us uh, what are the most exciting projects and the ones that you are the most uh, proudest of that you have worked on? Um, I'm proud of all my work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there have been some really great pieces where they've, I've been, we've been challenged individually and as a business and have been able to step up to the mark. Um, I think one of the best pieces I worked on was earlier on in my career when I helped uh, work on a insurance brand that had been in Ireland uh, for over 100 years. And um, they were bought by a global company and they were changing the name from the Irish name in into uh, the global name. And I got to learn so much from it. And it was such a sensitive project as well to be able to see how the elders in my um, in my profession now, how they dealt with it um, was just fabulous. Another was quite recently was just um, for the NCA. Um, it's kind of helping children how to behave online and how to stay safe and how to recognize risk, being able to create a creative solution for that client and it surpassed their expectations and do so well on on um what was meant to be only in the UK, but then even globally was, was, uh, yeah, it was great. It was just really lovely to see because you know, your work had made a difference. Fantastic. No wonder you win awards for your clients. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me more about that? Well, I'm not in this business to win awards. It's just not kind of who I am, but there is a business case for them, but it's always lovely to see them succeed and, and, and see them, you know, or get the recognition they also deserve do you know what I mean so yeah it's just I think it's just a lovely piece of icing on the the cake to be able to create content that uh, allows clients to you know win business and win awards and it's a great recognition which speaks of your work ethics and uh, talents oh great thanks very much yeah well uh, yeah that's that's always nice to hear (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much buddy it was a pleasure talking to you oh cheers for having me it's been it's been a delight. Thank you for listening to the Chatterbox Hub podcast. If you have enjoyed the show, tell your friends about it. And do check out the other episodes, which are also packed with amazing guests and many fun and inspirational stories. 
In our next show, we'll talk about how to cast the perfect voice for your TV and online ad campaign. And I have the perfect guest for that, Carly Silver, Managing Director of Sound & Fury Casting. Stay tuned. 